Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Your feet are gross. Think about all of the things that you put your feet through on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe your feet are constricted in some older socks and shoes, or maybe you choose not to wear shoes at all. Either way, they're not good for your feet. Think about all of the terrain that you have to travail day after day. Steps, grass, mud, sand, tennis matches, class, you name it. Maybe you can even remember as a child running through the house and traipsing mud all through your mom's cleaned carpet. You can, you can still hear her shriek and shrill when she saw it for the first time. You have to put up with your feet. I don't know how much experience you have in bigger cities, but sometimes your feet can take you to places that you don't want to be. In Detroit, it's pretty easy to just walk one block further and find yourself in a place that isn't as nice as you thought it was going to be. And somehow, your feet have to take you back to where you were before. And you have to put up with your feet. I cringe every time I read in the Bible when feet are mentioned. Because for me, I take a shower every day. And so I like to think that my feet are rather clean. Back then, not so much. We have to read all the way to chapter 11 in the Gospel of John in order to hear the first mention of feet. And as when Lazarus has died, and Mary and Martha are awaiting Jesus' arrival, they wait, and they wait, and they wait until finally he comes. And Mary rushes up to him and falls at his feet. Ew. <laughs> Think about the distance between Jerusalem and Judea and the hills, and the rocks, and the dust, and the sand, and she puts her face right at Jesus' feet. And so what does Jesus do? He says, show me Lazarus. Bring me to the tomb. And they do. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come out! And he does. And because they weren't expecting Lazarus to come out again, he was buried in his burial clothes, wrapped from head to toe in linen. It's the next time that John mentions feet in his gospel. And all of a sudden, all of these people started believing in Jesus, and we finally realized why he took so long to come and see Mary and Martha, so that he was able to raise Lazarus from the dead. 
so many people started believing in him that the leaders, teachers, chief priests of the law started to plot on how to kill him, so much so that Caiaphas himself said, it is better for one man to die than for a whole nation to perish. And for some reason, I don't know, maybe to celebrate the fact that their brother was alive again, Mary and Martha have a dinner for Jesus. Maybe it was to thank him. Maybe it was because they wanted to just celebrate the fact that their friend was back, their brother was back. Maybe it was because Mary actually knew that Jesus was going to die and be, be buried. Maybe it was because Mary thought that Jesus was the king of kings. I don't know. But I do know that they had a supper for him, a dinner. And Mary takes the most expensive oil that she can find, pure nard, puts it in her hair, and wraps it around Jesus' feet. And then we have good old Judas, who is always there just in the nick of time to tell everyone there, well, I don't think that she should be spending this much money, not on a building project, not on pure nard. We should be saving that. And Jesus just dismisses him. Let her give to me an offering if she should so choose. There will be plenty left for my burial. A little later on in the week, John mentions feet again. But this time it is completely different. This time, Jesus himself, the King of kings, Lord of lords, the King of the Jews himself, kneels down to wash his disciples' feet. It was that night when everything started to happen, when Jesus was starting to feel the actual weight of the sins of the entire world. Oh, you know, those trivial sins that we don't think really matter, like Judas saying, well, we, we need to wait, not spend that kind of money. We need to use that oil for something else. Or maybe you're a student at Concordia Seminary, and you say to yourself, oh, I don't need to learn my Hebrew. I've put in my time just passing the class. That's good enough for me. Maybe you're a staff member, and you choose not to be cordial to one another because of some nasty email that you saw. Or maybe you're a professor who wants to take the easy way out and not give a certain paper or make a test a little bit easier just so that you don't have to grade it. You know, those trivial sins that we don't think actually matter at all. Those are the sins that Jesus felt on the cross when that nail went through the arch of his foot and blood was dripping down from every toe just so that he could move his weight a little bit further to take a breath.
sometimes we have to put up with our feet. That blood that was washing down his feet, the blood of the Lamb that we see right here on our own altar, is the one that washes you clean from the sins that you know and from the sins that you don't even realize that you do. Isaiah said it first. Paul repeated it. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace. When you're walking on that dirty road, maybe it's the dirty road of second year, maybe it's the dirty road of being a sole pastor in Arctic Circle, Montana. When you're walking on that dirty road of ministry and you find yourself walking to some place that you don't want to be and you find your feet doing things that you don't want them to do you change and you look at the feet of Jesus you stop take a breath Confess all of the things that you have done wrong. And his blood, the blood of the Lamb, will wash you free. But why, after all, would he be washing his disciples' feet? He says, if I wash your feet, you have a part of me. And then you should also wash each other's feet. Sometimes we literally wash each other's feet. Whenever I do a mission trip, the last day, I wash everyone's feet who went on the mission trip. So I've washed some of your feet. Why? Because your feet have seen things that they haven't seen before. They've taken you places that you may not have want to go in the first place. And they need it. Sometimes we wash our feet figuratively. And we need to support each other, one another, on that dirty road of ministry. We actually need to confess to one another to forgive one another, to serve one another, to help one another. And when we can't, we look back to Jesus' feet. We remember how we have been washed in his blood. Now go and do likewise. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.